The following is Southern Alameda County Buddhist Church's Dharma Family Service on June 27, 2021. Good, good. 
Please join me in reading the Golden Chain One on page 15. Golden Chain One. I am a link in Amita's golden chain of love that stretches around the world. I will keep my link bright and strong. I will be kind and gentle to every living thing and protect all who are weaker than myself. I will think pure and beautiful thoughts, say pure and beautiful words, and do pure and beautiful deeds. May every link in Amita's golden chain of love be bright and strong, and may we all attain perfect peace. We will now hear a Dharma message from Reverend Niaji. Please join me in Gashon. Namo Amida Wits. 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 Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you very much for attending to uh, this morning service uh, during this nice uh, summertime. Uh, and uh, while everything is starting to open up, um, I think we're I think we're having a breath of fresh air and, and sigh of relief there. Um, but today, I, I'd like to do something a little bit different. Um, I would like to show you a segment um, from uh, a documentary that was um, made by a Kaikyoshi minister uh, and from Brazil. Um, I have I forget his name, <laughs> but uh, the, the title of the movie of the documentary is called Streams of Light. And I'm sure many of you are familiar with this uh, and maybe have seen it even, uh, but I would like to kind of show you uh, just a brief segment of um, uh, Mas Kodani Sensei's uh, interview. Mas Kodani Sensei is a kind of a, um, a charismatic uh, reverend minister who's down at the Senshin Buddhist Temple, which is located in the heart of LA, South Central uh, Los Angeles. And um, uh, uh, he's been, you know, a Kaikyoshi minister for many, many, many years. And um, and he's uh, kind of featured in, in this movie uh, very briefly. And uh, I'd like to share that um, and then kind of um, have a few words uh, regarding that that interview. Um, and then hopefully that will uh, kickstart some kind of um, conversation because I would like to have a little bit of a discussion uh, with you folks here today. Um, and if you so if you have any questions regarding this interview, or if you have any questions regarding uh, anything regarding the rituals or regarding topics that uh, you might be interested in, please uh, uh, feel free to ask me that today. Okay, uh, so that's kind of the uh, uh, discussion or the, uh, the Dharma message that I would like to do today. So, without further ado, I would like to get this interview ready here. The first part, which is Garaku and Bogaku, uh, court dancing, uh, uh, all the musicians are third generation. This is why we always 
insist on Japanese American. We're not Japanese, we're Japanese American. Uh, and that, when we're asked what does that mean, it means that we're American in every other way, but we're also, we got this face, right? And, and the culture that is associated with that face, we are trying to maintain and to um, make grow. When I came here, the Issei were in power. They were running the temple. Mm -hmm. The Nisei were beginning to what, have, were having families, and mm -hmm. they were active. But mm -hmm. it was basically run by the Issei. Mm -hmm. So the board meetings were all in Japanese at the time, oh. yeah, oh. for a while anyway. Yeah. Uh, your, your sansei, right. oh, as a sansei, third generation Japanese American, how did they relate to you coming in um, as oh, a they, younger they very minister? Yeah. They were very, very open. And mm -hmm. I was told later that this temple was a, an ex exception <laughs> because it was a kind of strange place. Mm -hmm. uh, and part of that strangeness was that they were very open about it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I had no problem at all. Yeah. Did you feel that you had got any insights or your appreciation of the Dharma or the Buddhist teachings was um, informed at all by your encounters with that, those Issei? Absolutely. Yeah. Before I came here, I had not met any Japanese Americans. Mm. Right? The first Japanese Americans I met were at this temple <laughs> really? because I grew up in a, in mm -hmm. a black African American community. Mm -hmm. So uh, I knew Japanese because mm -hmm. I, I lived in Japan. But when I came here, it was the first time I met JAs. So, uh -huh. yeah. And the Issei's were, they were a really a remarkable group, I thought. Mm. Yeah. The Issei's attitude towards death and dying. Mm really got me interested in Jodo Shinsha. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would be here still. In yeah. other words, they were very comfortable mm -hmm. with talking about the whole process of death. Mm -hmm. right? uh, and I think what it, what it means is it's, it's not a matter of it's not a matter of picking and choosing what life is. You mm -hmm. take it all mm -hmm. and you you, you it, mm -hmm. you know. That's very rare in American society, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. you know, we, we separate everything, mm -hmm. and you push away death. You don't talk about death mm -hmm. at all. You know. mm -hmm. For all the Kubler-Ross kind of thing, we mm -hmm. still don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's just not done. You know. yeah. So there's a fear of that, I think. Mm -hmm. you know. Our kids know that whatever it is or whatever it isn't, mm -hmm. it's not unacceptable. Mm -hmm. It's just there, yeah. and it's something you have to deal with. Yeah. And they do it very well, I yeah. think. Yeah. What do you think the Jodo Shinshu tradition has to, to really pull someone in or uh, that would really <laughs> speak to someone's uh, life? I think it's really radical. It's mm. so radical. It's not, it's not going to fly yet. And mm. that is, it don't work. <laughs> right? Your attempt to be in control of your practice, mm. your meditation, mm -hmm. your intellectual grasp of Buddhism, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. right? That's a, that's a stunning thing to be told, mm -hmm. you know, after mm -hmm. all that time. Yeah. You mean all the stuff I've been doing, you're saying it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Basically, we're saying, yeah, it do does it? Mm -hmm. Does it for all of that, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a bad day and you come home and kick your dog, mm -hmm. what's the purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And Shinshu is asking this very brutal question. Mm -hmm. right? and, and Shinshu starts there, I think, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm not sure that... America's ready for Joseph Shinshu, <laughs> right? I mean, it's that, it's that powerful, mm -hmm. I think. Mm 
Yeah, it's asking direct questions. See, I don't understand innovation because I've been told this temple innovates. But mm -hmm. what it does is it changes things so that they're, they become more alive by it. So it's mm -hmm. not for other people. It's for us. Mm -hmm. right? And I think as long as we, that's the case, people will come in and see it and be attracted to it. Mm -hmm. If we try to sell something, we exhaust ourselves selling something that we have no feeling for, right? This is why we abolished our Dharma school, because a whole generation of Niseis brought their kids every Sunday, dropped them off, and went to play golf or go shopping at Marukai. <laughs> what are you telling your child? This is good when you're a kid, but when you get to be mommy and daddy's age, you don't need this. And that's exactly what happened, right? We have a whole generation who said, that's for kids, right? And they still have this child's view of Jodo Shinshu. Right? Mm -hmm. So I think we'd be better off without Dharma school. Right? And so now the kids see their parents come here to enjoy themselves and to be stimulated for themselves. Mm -hmm. And they don't care if the kids come or not. Those kids come mm -hmm. because they know it's important to their parents. Mm -hmm. right? They weren't just dropped off and forced here. That was a crucial error we made, I think. Mm -hmm. you know? And we still tend to do that by copying other religious institutions. Mm -hmm. And they, are, they will tell you, it doesn't work. Why are you copying us? You know? <laughs> right. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. OK, thank you very much. So that uh, was Maskodani Sensei, um, who uh, actually, as it turns out, there, um, he uh, spoke yesterday in, uh, uh, regarding the uh, King Nara group that he started, or he helped to start, uh, which was um, uh, partly, uh, I think, one of the first Taiko groups to have ever started in America. Uh, and, um, and so that's kind of uh, one of the pride and joy of, of, of Senshin Bukyokai is the, the beginning of Kindana group. Um, so he gave a whole talk about that with Johnny Mori and Johnny Mori is part of the Hiroshima um, band, right? The famous uh, jazz band. So um, some of the highlights of this interview, I think are um, talking about uh, the process of death and being comfortable with this process of death, with, about talking about this process of death and as a matter of fact, uh, the person interviewing Kodani Sensei was a person by the name of uh, Henry Adams Sensei, who is now currently at the San Mateo um, Buddhist uh, Church. So, uh, but I remember um, Henry Adams actually um, giving this talk one time saying that uh, when he was a young boy, his grandma, um, um, uh, let's see, uh, passed away and um, he was not allowed to go to the grandma's uh, funeral service. And the reason why was because his parents felt that it, it wasn't he wasn't ready for he wasn't ready for that at that young age. Uh, he wasn't ready to be exposed um, to death. Right. Um, but uh, so now Henry Adams, as a minister, uh, when he sees children uh, coming to the funeral services, he's very moved by this. And he thinks it's a very important and crucial step in the uh, in the development of the child's life uh, to show that death is a part of reality. Right. And, and this this open 
openness to um, accept death as a part of this life is uh, a very Buddhist uh, uh, attitude. And he was, uh, he's, he's continually moved by, by that when he sees that at the funeral services. And I remember him giving that talk. Um, and so um, this is kind of what uh, Kodani Sensei, I think, is uh, talking about and alluding to that uh, well, you, you dakko it, right? You, you, uh, this understanding of death and, and taking it all in. And he said that this is kind of rare, right? This understanding is kind of rare here in America. Um, so he says, Joe Shishu is very radical, and it's an attempt, this attempt to control things uh, and to try to understand reality and, and to be in our possession is uh, what is incorrect, right? And this even a lot of times on um, Buddhists, um, a lot of times in general, Buddhists um, uh, get this um, point kind of mixed up. They think that enlightenment is some kind of thing that's you know that's attainable and that you just have to work hard to go and grab enlightenment right but enlightenment doesn't work in that way from a jodo shinshu perspective from a jodo shinshu perspective enlightenment is not something that you can control and grasp to make your own rather you awaken to the fact that enlightenment embraces you just as you are and that is the jodo shinshu understanding of of the world of enlightenment and so uh uh, I think one of the important things that he said was that we um, adjust Jodo Shinshu to uh, our needs, right? Uh, and, and that's what the Americans uh, did, the, the, JA, the JA community did with uh, the Buddhism here. They adjusted it to their needs. And so he did, he talked about uh, uh, Dharma school and he, um, uh, the, so Senshin Bukyokai uh, abolished their Dharma school, right? Uh, uh, and uh, they and the understanding was that if the parents come to the the Dharma services uh, and see the importances in coming to these services, then the children will naturally uh, follow the lead of their parents. And and actually, that is a rare case of a success story at Senshin Bukyokai, uh, in which they abolished the Dharma school and um, they had um, they emphasized more the family Dharma services. I'm not saying we should do that. I'm just saying that that's what he that's what he did, uh, and uh, and and the focus was or the emphasis was to uh, uh, look at you know questioning uh, for the followers, the adults. You know why is it that I come to temple? You know what is it that I am uh, getting out of this religion? Is having this religion beneficial in my life? Do I see it uh, uh, having value and adding value to my life? And this is, I think, something that uh, is important that we revisit every so often as adults, because by doing so, we will be motivated to come to the temple, and naturally, not just our kids, but also the public at large will also see the interest and, and, and also be influenced by our motivation to come to the temple and also would want to start coming to the temple as well. So, um, you know, I think it's good to ask ourselves, you know, what is the benefit of Jodo Shinshu in my life? How is this benefiting my life, right? And the answer shouldn't be like, you know, well, I like coming to temple for chicken teriyaki, right? Or I like the bazaars, right? <laughs> Nothing like, I, or I like kendo or, you know, the, the sports stuff, right? Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of maybe the answer is more like, uh, I enjoy part being part of the sangha, right? Uh, I love the message of Amida Buddha's great compassion 
that embraces all beings just as they are, right? I can be myself with all my good points, but as well as my bad points as well, right? And people accept me for who I am. The Sangha accepts me. Amida Buddha accepts me. I appreciate this teaching in my life. And I, so I think that these are the kinds of thoughts that will keep us coming to the temple. Uh, and, and when we see the reason why we come to the temple, the others will follow. And whether those, are, those others are your kids or the public at large. i